Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of Live Free Podcast, where I talk about living a life of freedom, rest, and expansion in Christ Jesus. I am back. Um, was gone last week. God didn't have anything for me to share, and he said, I'll, when I get the information, you'll get it. So basically, I just wait on him, and I don't try to push past what God wants me to say just to have a video or to have views or just to try to boost the channel. This is all about him, none of me. So when there's nothing to give, I don't create anything. I just go when he says it. You know, it's like the military. You're on the need to know basis. So today, God is uh, giving me a word and the word he has given me or the title, as you have seen, it says, submit and resist. There has been exponential mental warfare from the enemy because he knows all of the blessings and all of the things that God is doing in this hour. He doesn't know exactly what God is doing and how God is going to do it, but he can sense the supernatural protection and the angels in the, the ministry, you know, ministering angels that have gone forth to bring forth promises. So it's not necessarily that the enemy knows exactly what God is doing, but because he's a spiritual being, they then know exactly, you know, the angels, what they are bringing forth, um, the type of angels that God is assigning in this hour to us. It, it dictates the type of blessings that are coming about, okay? So today, God is wanting me to give a word, and his word today for everyone, including myself, is to submit and resist. And I'm going to go straight to the book of James. I won't be before you long. Uh, according to James 4 and 7, it says, so submit to the authority of God, resist the devil, stand firm against him, and he will flee. What does that look like in real life, right? What does it look like outside of it just being words in the Bible? So when the attacks come from the enemy, to submit to God is to submit to his way of doing things. So no matter what situation or where you would find yourself, always submit to the way God says things should go. So if he's telling you to be kind to someone, to pray for your enemies, um, to uh, submit to his word regarding the situation. So whatever thought comes to your mind that is not of God, the first thing you do is you submit to the word of God concerning that situation. You resist to fall into the temptations that the enemy wants you to fall into. Um, and I'm going to give you a good example. A good example is wicked thoughts, thoughts about other people, uh, thoughts about situations that are not true or just negativity that, that arises in our mind because see, things happen twice. They happen first in your mind and then they then you act them out. See, the enemy can't do anything unless he gets you to um, take a part in his, his script. So he, he needs you to fulfill the thoughts that he's bringing to your mind, whether it's negativity, whether it's slander gossip, whether it is um, taking the wrong path, whether it is just being in a mindset that is not pleasing to God or in a mindset that is not in alignment with the kingdom of God and the promises of God. So when the thoughts come to your mind, I do this all the time, guys. I submit to God and I said, no, I bless this person. This person, you know, you'll find yourself having conversations about people so once you entertain, like the Bible says, don't give the enemy a foothold. Once he gets that little foothold and you entertain the thought, you then start having conversations. I know I'm helping somebody because this helped me. 
You then start having conversations, a whole conversation going on in your head about a situation that ain't even happened yet, or maybe it's a situation that has happened, but he wants to continually replay that situation in your head and beat it you know, just keep beating that same situation, keep beating that same situation to have you so distracted and off course and unfocused that he can just remove your mind from the things and the plans of God or from the things that God is calling you to do. So you submit to God by resisting the enemy and he has to flee. He cannot stay. And I'm telling you, it works every time. He cannot stay because the word of God says he can't. Not because we said he can't, but the word of God says he can't. So you submit to God. I submit to you, Father. And what do you say in this situation? I bless that person. I thank you that the blessings of the Lord are on their life. No weapon formed against me shall prosper, and every tongue that rises up against me will be dismissed as a liar. And that is how you defeat the enemy. And so I submit to God, and I resist the devil, and he has to go. He has to go. And every time, the thought is gone. Or I can have a thought about a, a, a horrible, like, situation like you thinking bad thoughts about um horrific like ad accidents and different things all kinds of things that the enemy brings to our minds to keep us in a state of unbelief and to keep us in a state of doubt to keep us in a state of fear to keep us in a state of anxiety you submit you resist and he has to go he cannot stay so that is the word of the lord and then god also gave me second corinthians um, 10 and 5. So as we go to 2 Corinthians, I'm going to 2 Corinthians 10 and 4, and I'm going to read this in the New King James Version. And it says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought captive into the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your disobedience is fulfilled. So, I'm sorry, when your obedience is fulfilled. So, your obedience is just walking in what God tells you to do in that situation, that you're submitting to his word, his will, his way, and doing things, and not your own way, not your own reactions. You know, so, for we know that our weapons are not carnal, meaning they are not of this world. We're dealing with spiritual beings, right? We're dealing with the enemy. So we're casting down. So I would say I cast down every argument and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And I take every thought captive into the obedience of Christ. And that is my prayer when I have crazy thoughts going on or anything like that. Because the enemy, was he, what he wants to do is if he can plant the seed of doubt, if he can plant the seed of discord, if he can plant the seed of uh, arguments in your head, and then what he then what happens after that is then what you begin to do is you begin to live them out. So now you're living out exactly what he has already put in your thought process. But what God is saying today is he wants you to sever it by the root. He wants you to sever it and chop the head off of the enemy. He wants the head chopped off as soon as it comes and it enters into your mind. And as soon as it come upon you, chop the head off. Don't even entertain it. Not for one second. Because if he gets a foothold, he's going to come in and set up a monument. And what his desire is, is not only to get you off track, but he wants you to continually be caught up in the past, in the past. And I heard uh, uh, Apostle, say, uh, Apostle Eckhart say one time, I was listening to one of his uh, deliverance um, um, 
sermons and he said that when he was casting out a demon out of someone he the demon said he's the demon of the past what is the what does that demon do it keeps you in remembrance of old things that things that you God has moved you away from people God has moved you away from things that you have already forgiven people for he wants to keep you replaying it replaying it replaying it replaying it so in saying that, I'm going to also give you uh, one of the weapons that God has given me. You uh, Not only do you cast it out, right, out of your mind, but you also erase it from the cellular memory. Because what happens is demons hide in your memory. And so what the enemy wants to do is he wants you to forget what God, the goodness of God and the things that God wants for you. And he wants you to remember all of the horrible and the bad things. And he wants to continuously replay them because see how this works. It's hard to move forward in your life while you're still looking back. It's impossible. You cannot go forward while your neck is still turned back that way. It's not possible to move forward. So what he wants to do is want to keep you in a perpetual cycle, a destructive cycle that keeps you out of the blessings and out of the plan and out of the paths of the kingdom of God and what the promises that God has for you. Because God has come that you will have abundant life and have it more abundantly and enjoy life. Right. But if he can keep you always perpetuating the old things and remembering all the old things that happened to you and all of the bad things and all of the the horrific things that God has delivered you out of. He has delivered you out of the past. He has delivered you out of yesterday for the things of this world is not what God wants you to contend with and he wants you to remember. He wants you to look forward because the kingdom of God is forcefully advancing. So if we have to forcefully advance and take ground and forcefully advance, it's impossible to do that while still looking back. So God wants you to let allow him to be your rear guard and deal with the enemy while you forcefully advance and you take your ground and you take your position and you take your stand and you walk into your promises. You can't walk into your promises. You can't run into your promises if you're still looking back that way. So God wants you to cast down those imagination, cast down those arguments, cast down all of the things that happen in our mind because things happen first here before they happen and manifest themselves in the, in the natural. So God wants you to cut it off by the head, sever it by the root. He says, sever it. Don't even entertain it, not for one second and keep your eyes like flint. Keep your face like flint. Keep your eyes fixed, focused, locked, and engaged. We are a, a military of God. Our uh, weapons, our spiritual weapons are none of this world. We need to recognize it for what it is. And we need to know that we are dealing with spiritual warfare. And these are not um, just beings we're dealing with. We're dealing with people, but we're dealing with spirits that operate through people and circumstances. So also he wanted me to talk about the temptation and, and, and actually in Matthew 4, 1 and 11, you'll see where um, Jesus is your example. So Jesus gave the example when Jesus, he was tested in the wilderness and the enemy came to him. And you know the story. Jesus came to him and he answered, it is written, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. So then he gave the enemy, when the tempter came to him, he came to test Jesus. Okay. So he came to, to test him. But you know what Jesus said in another scripture, he said, when the enemy comes, he will find nothing in me. Meaning there is nothing in me that's going to agree with him. So he has to go. See, the thing about it is the enemy needs the power of agreement. The Bible says, how can two walk together except they agree? So it has to be an agreement to come forth in order for his plans to succeed in your life. You have to agree with him. You have to give him the permission to do it, right? So 
God has told me, he said to me, Jesus is our example. You see in Matthew 4, 1 through 11, how when the tempter came, how God gave him the word of God, which is what we just talked about. He gave him the word of God. And then at the end, Jesus said, when the, the last thing Satan said to him, he said, again, the, again, after the enemy had already asked him three questions, he said, again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and, and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, which lets you know that all the everything is not a blessing. Sometimes the enemy will give you things and you think it's a blessing from God. And it's not always God giving you anything. So he said, all this I will give you because the God said he is the, the Lord said he is the God of this world. So he has the ability to give you things too. And that you, everybody, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. It's not a blessing if it moves you away from God. And I say that time and time again. So he said, all this I will give you if you will bow down and worship me. And again, Jesus said to him, this is the part I like. He said, away from me, Satan. He said, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. So he said, this time, get away from me. And then the Bible says, then the devil left him and the angels came and attended to him. So can I submit to you today that you can tell him away from him when he come the first time that Jesus was just being our example. And he's showing us that when he gave him the word, he still tempted him with something else. When he gave him the word, he tempted him with something else. But it wasn't until Jesus said, away from me. And that verse 11 says, then the devil left him. So he has to go. So God is saying, submit, resist, flee. He has to go, guys. He can't stay. Don't entertain him, for one, not for one second. Chop the head off. Sever it by the root. Do not come into agreement with the enemy. If it doesn't look like the Father, our Daddy God, then it's not him in the name of Jesus. And then the, the one thing God has also told me, he says, to guard your heart. For out of it is the issues of life. So we go to Proverbs 4 and 23 for that. But in the message, I like the way it reads. I think the Holy Spirit wanted me to read this in the message. Proverbs 4 and 23 to 27, it says, Keep vigilant. Watch over your heart. That's where life starts. Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Avoid careless banter, white lies, and gossip. Keep your eyes straight ahead. Ignore all sideshow distractions. Watch your step. And the road will stretch out smooth before you. Look neither to the right nor left. Leave evil in the dust. So I said all of that to say, leave evil in the dust. Don't come into agreement with the enemy. Your promises of God are yes and amen. No matter the negativity that he feeds you, no matter how he tries to implement the spirit of perfection upon you, the only person that's good is God. The only person that did it perfect was Jesus. So God says, come boldly before the throne of grace. Boldly, because God says, where sin abound, grace abound that much more. And even though we, we miss it, we make mistakes, it's okay. God is standing there with open arms. There is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. God didn't say perfection. He said progress. You, God, we are not called to be perfect. It's impossible because if we're perfect, then the blood of Jesus is of no effect and it's in vain. So we have to accept the grace that was given, get back in line and accept what God has done for us. There's no such thing as perfection. 
It's no such thing. So we break that spirit of condemnation, that spirit of perfectionism. We come against it in the name of Jesus, but we stretch forth towards the mark of the high call in Christ Jesus, that this is a step-by-step. -step. This is a day-by-day -day journey. This is a step-by-step. -step. We have not obtained it all in the words of Paul. We have not. So for those that think they got it all lined up and put together, I'm here to tell you the blood of Jesus is the only thing that speaks on our behalf that allows us to stand in the presence of God. It's not by works, lest any man should boast. It's not by works, guys. It's by the blood of Yeshua. And we accept that gift. That gift was free. Grace is a gift. It's not a debt. So don't let the enemy overwhelm you with the condemnation, with the lies, saying that, oh, you messed up this time, or oh, you did this, or you did that. No, we, we repent, we get back in line, and we continue on the journey. It's a reason why God only shows us a snapshot of people's lives in the Bible. He brought that to my attention. It's a reason why you don't see the full story of one's life. You'll see how the, 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 the highlights of people's lives in the Bible and the things that God wanted you to see. You didn't see the whole 900 years or 100 years or however long they lived. You didn't see their entire journey. There was only snippets and highlights of people's journeys in the Bible. That was for a reason. Again, God is the master strategist. He is very strategic in what he does and what he wants to reveal. You have to know that. So for those that think that the people in the Bible was perfect, they were not. And I'm going to break some of this condemnation off of somebody who's listening today under the sound of my voice. No, no, we don't know, intend to sin, but things do happen and we don't always have it all together. But that's why Jesus was touched with the feeling of our infirmities. This is why God sent him because he knew we could not keep a straight line. So when God sees us, he sees the master. He sees Jesus' blood. He don't even see us. You know, when we come to him, we're washed in the blood of Jesus because if it wasn't not for the blood, we wouldn't be able to stand in his presence. So for those that think you got it all together, I'm here to tell you, I break that spirit of legalism, that spirit, Lord, of, of religion and all that's those things that try to keep you out of the grace and the covenant of God, because God will not turn his head and say, okay, the, the blood of Jesus was, was not in full effect for you because I know you're trying to, you're doing everything right. That's not how it works, guys. So I'm here to tell you, I'm here to bring you to a place of peace because God said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So if you feel burdened down for following Christ, if you feel burdened down in this walk, it's not of God because God knew that you didn't have it all together. He knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. He knew every mistake that you would make. I'm trying to free some people today because I'm telling you, religion has a way of putting a burden on you. Legalism has a way of putting a burden on you. God wants you to come and dwell with him on the threshing floor of grace, not of legalism, not of I, I've got to walk the straight and narrow. Not that I intentionally sin, but at the same time, I know that if I do sin, there is an advocate on my behalf. And I know that the blood of Jesus 
is, is going to wash away my sins. I know that I'm not standing in condemnation. I know that I don't have it all together. And God knew that before he chose you. And he still chose you, even though he knew you would make mistakes. So don't fall into that trap of the enemy. Don't fall into that condemnation. Walk in freedom. This, this podcast is all about the spirit of the Lord. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. There is rest. There is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. But if we do sin, we have an advocate, guys. But I'm here to tell you, don't entertain. And as long as you walk in and you're submitting to the word of God, it's not saying that we're going to have it all together and do everything right. But as long as you're continually submitting, no matter what come or may, you keep coming to that throne of grace. You keep coming. God says he will never leave you nor forsake you. Keep coming to that throne of grace and letting that blood wash you clean every single time. That's all that matters. It's not that we will we won't sin, it's that we don't want to stay there. Okay, we want to acknowledge it because the Bible says that those that don't acknowledge their sins, they will have no mercy. So you have to acknowledge the things that, that you do. I'm not saying that. So we have to repent, we have to acknowledge, but we get back in line and we don't let the condemnation follow us or beat us down. That's all I have for today. You guys have a super fantastic day. And hey, I just wanted to let you guys know that I will be um, putting the link in the description below for a prayer clause. Um, this is for from uh, Live Free Podcast. And I did these prayer clause uh, a while back, I want to say years and years ago. God brought this back to my remembrance. He said, I want you to do it again. So I'm going to be putting the link in the description for the prayer clause. And what I've done, guys, is I have prayed over these prayer clause and I have released the fire and the anointing to destroy the yokes and remove the burden. And it's simply just the presence of God it has nothing to do with me. So I separate myself from <laughs> you thinking this is not about me. This is about Jesus. He said, do it again. So I'm doing it again. And I had great testimonies before because of the prayer that have gone forth in the presence of God on these prayer cloths. Um, I had a, um, a supernatural um, testimony. Uh, someone was on their deathbed, kidney shut down, organs shutting down. And the grandmother took one of my prayer cloths. It got into the hands. I didn't give it to the person, but I gave it to a uh, person to give to their family and the grandmother came across it and she took this to the hospital and she began to pray over the grandson um, who was an adult who was uh, on his deathbed days from dying and she rubbed this on his body and, and, and the Bible says the prayer with faith okay her faith because it's something about older generations that know about the power of prayer and the power of prayer cloths and the power of faith. So God told me um, to do it again because he walked out of the hospital days later and it was so, they were so in awe. They came to visit the, at the time, the church I was going to because they thought it was connected to a church. And I'm here to tell you, it had nothing to do with the church. It had everything to do with the presence of God. It has nothing to do with people. We have to point people back to Jesus. We can't take the glory. We can't, we just be obedient to what he tell us to do. And once we do it, he, he'll breathe on it. And that's it. We don't take credit. It's not the person, it's Jesus. So I'm doing it again. I'm praying over them. They have already been soaked and anointed and prayed over and I, all kinds of prayers have gone forth. So 
Um, I will leave the link in the description for the prayer cloths and they will come with the total. He told me exactly how to do it. So a total of three you'll get in the package. You know, when you order one order, uh, three prayer cloths are going to come in the package. So you guys be blessed. And that is all I have for today. Um, thank you for your prayers, your support. Thank you for your donations and your gifts and sowing into the ministry. Until next time, I'll see you in the next video, guys. Love you.